This is a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. I have a question. Did that cause you physical pain? Yes. <laughs> it looks like he's hurting. <laughs> I thought it might have. His, his eyes are crossing. This is an actual play. Fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast of your heart and mine. And mine. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. And also, we're family-friendly. Did I mention that? Family-friendly. 6th edition. Do you think there'll ever be a 6th edition? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, definitely. I'm your host. We'll go back to 1st edition, or not even 1st, OD&D. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul. OD&D&D. And tonight, I am joined by three of my friends. Hey guys, this is Jeremy, and I play Sutsaurus. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjorg. I'm Alan, and I play Brackle, Zenyeltius. You didn't know he had a last name, did you? I did. I did, too. I did, too. And I probably said it before, so you probably did, too, listener. I'm sorry for such aggressiveness. Why are you so aggressive? <laughs> I just had a pot of coffee, a whole pot. A Actually, whole it's pot. just a cup. Okay. So I got those caffeine jitters. And it just kicked in. We're going to get right back into it, but before we do, I'm going to roll this giant 20-sided die. Let's just jump into it. Oh, snap. What is it? Snap. It's a natural 20. Oh, my gosh. Last time on Make Believe Heroes, you all found yourselves at the secret base of the Rebels of Branshire, and that's not officially their name or anything, but that's what they are. Find the Rebel base. Okay, you found it. Congrats, we win. <laughs> You're in it. Okay, so you all were there. You got acquainted with some of the staff there with Doran Barley, the guy who's in charge of training their few soldiers. That dude that beat Kjorg? He did. He bested Kjorg in a match of strength and... The first time for everything. Remember that, Kjorg. Battle, yeah, first time for everything. You all were also tasked to help out the Resistance with well, some intel that they'd received. Some intel concerning a small convoy of goods being shipped to Braxton Tarek in Branshire. They asked if you three might be willing to try and, say, ambush them. At the very least, stop these goods from reaching Braxton Tarek. At the best, maybe get some new information, cause some trouble for them, and you three gladly accepted mm-hmm. and made your trek across the land Stars. to the place mm-hmm. where it's going to happen. Where it's going to happen. You set up an ambush. Set up an ambush, and then we waited there for like nine months. No. I don't think it's been nine months. It's, it's, it's been like an hour. It's been like an hour. Kjorg chilling down by a tree. Brackle across the road in a tree, vigilant per the use. And Saul hanging back in the trees as, vigilant. You, th- as you three prepare to face whatever challenge awaits. And that is where we ended last time, and that is where we begin tonight. Tonight. Saul, you're standing in the forest right around the time that the sun is going down to the point that it would be hard to see if you did not have dark vision. Yeah, I'm paying attention. Um, Actually, I'd like to just open up with perception checks if I can. Yeah, you can go ahead and roll that perception check. As he's doing so, Brackle, you are in a tree, right? I'm in a tree. What's your method? What's your stance? I am sort of 
I'm stable, kind of sitting, but ready to spring at a moment's notice. I have my bow. Mm-hmm. It is strung. There is an arrow knocked. Right. And my eyes are darting from place to place, seeking mm-hmm. whatever may approach. I got a 14 on that perception check. All right. That's pretty good. Kjorg. Yeah. Are you, you're still hanging back in tree cover, right? Um, yeah, I'm right there. Okay. So ready. All right. With that 13, Brackle, why don't you also give me a perception check? Because I'm assuming that you're watching the road. I got a 23. Ooh, that's pretty good. 23 is really good. He so perceives everything. In spite of the fact that with your human sight, you typically struggle to see it in the in the nighttime. From your vantage point, you actually have <laughs> you have a a great view of the land in the direction that you're expecting these people to be traveling from. And luckily for you all, it's actually a very well lit night. You know, like sometimes when you go outside, it's, it's hard to see. Other times, you walk out, you're like, "Wow!" It, it almost seems like daylight out here. It's so it's bright. Like with the, the moon's moon and the really stars. bright that night, or something. Of course, that's what I'm trying to say. God. It's like if the night begins to shine. Oh, no. Jeez, <laughs> um, y'all are making this really hard on me tonight. Okay. So you've got a really clear view of the road. And from where you're sitting, you have a great vantage point. And you actually can see way off in the distance because where you're at, you're kind of like at the top of a hill where this forest comes to a peak at the road. And seeing down the hill and off across this, not a valley, but across a couple of the rolling hills, you see cresting probably half a mile away. You can't really tell how many with your sight, but you can see someone coming up the road with a lantern lit on a cart. Lantern lit on a cart. Yep, there's a cart traveling. You can't see that. Brackle sees it. Only Brackle. From where you're standing, they're not in a place that you could see them yet. Uh, from where he is up on the tree, he's got a great view of them. And you can't, like I said, you can't see how many. You can't see really figures of horses. You just see, like, you can tell it's a cart with a lamp on it. So I can't tell whether that's the ambush or not that we're ambushing? <laughs> yeah, you can't tell if those are the people that you're looking for. But, you know, They're not the droids we're looking you're for. expecting them to be bringing cargo, so a cart would meet that expectation. Would a lantern meet that? Yeah, I mean, the, as far as you guys know, they're not expecting an ambush. Okay, that's good to know. As far Otherwise, as you know. it wouldn't be an ambush. That was profound. It was. <laughs> uh, so that's what you see. You see them coming, but like I said, at least half a mile away from where you are. Okay, so I make a bird whistle that we agreed would mean something's coming. You made bird noises. Uh, you're trying to get the attention of the other two people in the group. The car. Right, right. We had agreed I would make bird noises to let them know. Okay. Yeah, Saul, Saul uh, lights, a, lights a match and puffs up a cigar in, in response. Kind of looks at him and nods his head a couple times. Kjorg. Kjorg thinks there's a bird. <laughs> he just ignores it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting ready. Okay. Peeking around the, around the corner of the tree. Okay, as you all are anxiously waiting, I'm, I'm assuming you have your weapons out. Oh, yeah. Your, I got my venom dagger okay. in hand. Dagger I got in my hand. My whip and my sickle. Got your whip and your sickle, Alan. Bow drawn. Yeah. You all wait patiently, and after a few moments, Saul, you'll be the first after Alan's sight to hear the sound of horses coming. Horses, up. horses. Plural. Yes, more than one horse, and also the that sound of rough. the wheels of a cart going um, round and round, round and round. Yeah, round just like round. that. You know, exactly round and round like that. So, you know, you hear the noise of them approaching, and after some more time, you you do see them coming off in the distance. And as they get closer, those of you with dark vision, which I believe is Saul and Kjorg, right? You see three horses. Three? 
with men on their backs. Three okay. men on horses. That's right. That's accurate. Then you see one cart being drawn by two horses with a bench seat and two men sitting on the cart. Okay. Five men. Okay. One's driving, obviously. One's five horses. Riding shotgun. You see five men, five horses. One cart. One cart. That is accurate. And they are making their way, not in a hurry, you know, just a general trot in that direction. I was going to say trot. What do you do? Do they appear to be on guard, armed perhaps? Well, they're they're wearing like riding cloaks. You know what I'm saying? So you don't yeah. see, you can't necessarily see like weaponry. But Alan, I'll piggyback off that 23 that you rolled. And I'll say that with at least one of them, you can see the gleam of like metal armor underneath. Ooh. One of the horsemen. Oh. Ooh. Does Saul catch on? Like I'm seeing this stuff now. You're seeing them come through. You ha- you don't see the metal armor. Okay. Okay. So I'm just gonna wait till like right up till moment that they would be like I'm gonna say ten feet. Or are they riding hard? Or are they walking? No, they're just at a trot. A, a trot. Yeah, they're not going really slowly. They're not going really quickly. Okay. So whenever they're like fifteen feet from Kjorg's position, I just want to kind of like nudge him to go. Like that's the moment. Okay. I was I- thinking ten feet after. You want them to get past you and come up behind them? Like five feet. Okay. So when I hit them, they'll Are they be riding abreast? Away. Well, you know, they're the cart is in the back. That's so you're, you're going to step between the three horses and the cart? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. After a few moments, you see them getting closer. You see them getting closer. 30 feet, 25 feet, 20 feet, 15 feet, 10 feet. And so far they are away? Yes. The front horses are passing in front of you right now. They look like evil people? Not necessarily. I'm going to step out. Okay. You step out of the trees. Yeah. When you do, the person driving the cart lets out a yell and yanks his reins to stop. And when he does, the other three also pull up quick and turn around. What do you do? Who are you? Who are we? The one that's riding a shotgun on the cart. He stands up on the cart. He says, who are you? So then I'm going to crack my whip at his face. You want to try and actually hit him? Yeah. Okay. Roll for it. Yeah, it's a uh, 15. It? Okay. The one that said that on the cart? Yeah. A 15 will hit. Yeah, boys. Okay. Roll it. Mm-hmm. This is probably some random dude. <laughs> it's just some guy. I'm trying to feed my family. It's a five damage. Okay. While that's happening, Saul would, would like to stealth his way to like climb up the back of the cart. Okay. You want to come up the back of the cart? Roll me a stealth check. That's a natural one. Ah, Oh like boy! Okay. Supernatural. Before we do that, Brackle, are you doing anything? You just maintain your position. I am maintaining my position, but I am springed and ready to leap or fire should things get out of hand. Gotcha. Okay. So, Kjorg, you step forward, upset with him for asking you who you are, uh, crack him right in his face with <laughs> a whip. When you do, you see blood kind of shoot off the side of his mouth where you hit his gums, and he like screams and grabs his face. About that time, Saul, you come like sneaking out behind it, and one of the horsemen that had turned around lets out a yell and says, Hey, you! And he's actually going to charge you. Oh, great. Good boy. And with that, we are going to roll initiative. Sorry with the nat one there, guys. It happens. Sad. Wow. I'm 18. For poopies. For cure. I have an 18, too. Do you? Yeah. Well, I rolled a 15, but then I added three to it. Okay. I have a 16. Saul, as you're going to sneak around the back of the caravan, one of the gentlemen on a horse rushes you with his horse, brandishing a sword, and he's going to try and sweep down at you with his sword as he drives past. A swooping sweep. What's your AC? I dodge. 
<laughs> 14. Your AC is a 14. That is a mm, <clears throat> miss. <laughs> Don't do that. No, that's not cool. <laughs> okay. He comes barreling past you, but with your quickness on your feet, you, it's easy for you to duck yeah, down beside the... Par- the uh, he's a peasant. Of course he is. You can say that. To duck down behind the cart, and he swipes and misses. As he's like riding husband. Ha! You missed, peasant. Brackle. Swing and a miss. Yes. It is your turn. Uh, I fire at the one who charged. Okay. Go ahead and roll that mess. Roll it. Oh. I got an 11. No, a 12. 12. Is it a 12 or an 11? It's a 12. That's a hit. Yay! Oh, so we know what to get. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Is it the one with eight sides? Yeah. That's, nope. Use the one with 12 sides. Stands to reason. Uh, so I roll a seven. Seven total damage? Seven total damage. So you rolled a four, three? Uh, I rolled a four, three, yeah. You rolled a three. A three. And then I added four to it. Okay. You hit him like he barrels past Saul. And you kind of draw beat on him and release an arrow. It hits him right in the back, and oh, no. he, he lets out a cry, like a gurgled cry. He doesn't <laughs> fall off his, yeah, kind of like that. He doesn't fall off his horse dead or anything, but it was a pretty rough wound that you, that you got him right in the back with it. Nice. You do anything else? Very nice. I perch. So you stay where you are. Yes. Okay. Brackling combat hides in tree, shoots arrows Cure. every time. <laughs> Very successful. It works. It is. It works. Hey, I just want to point out, Brackle has a plus nine to hit with that bow. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining. He rolled it's a like, three. It legitimately is Brackle style. He like, rolled a three and hit. If we get in a fight <laughs> inside, like, I don't know what he's going to do without a tree. Yeah, let me lift the, the kimono here. He rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> he hit with it. Okay, go ahead, Kjorg. So, Kjorg. Yes. Here's what Kjorg's going to do. What's he going to do? Something he's going to do. Oh, God. Okay. He's going to do a thing. Kjorg does a thing! He's pretty upset with that guy for asking him who he was. Okay. Because I asked who he was first. That's true. He was rude. Yeah. What do you do? So I'm going to whip him in shape. Okay. Or death. So you maintain your position like on the ground? Uh, no, I want to go up to the cart. Okay, you run up to the cart. You want to like hop up on it? You're an athletic guy. Easily done. But I want to kill the one on the cart. What do you do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. I want to kill him. I want to pull out my mace. Oh, so you take off running toward the cart and pull out your mace. Yeah. You hop up there. That's intimidating. Yes. And what do you do with it? What do I do with it? I'm going to smite him. Do it. <laughs> Maybe not. It's a 14. Hmm. That's enough. Yeah, it is. We know it is. <laughs> Accidentally. That would be nine damage. Ooh. And this is the guy that's already been hit once by you, right? Yeah. Okay, so you hop up onto the cart. Do you say anything? No, I'm just bashing his face in. You just barrel up, hop up on the cart, and come swinging down with a mace, hit him right in the head with it. Yes. And he rocks back in some serious pain, and he actually rolls off the back of the cart when you hit him. Not the back of the cart, but like the side of the cart. He's rolling. Anything else? Anything else? Mm Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. You done? I'm done. Okay. The guy that just rolled off the side, he stands up holding his face and he says, Who are you fools? Is it my turn? It's not. It's his turn. Crap. You respond. You're talking to a prince of hell. We asked you first. I've had enough of this. And he lifts his hands and he begins to cast a spell. And all around the cart appear these shimmering purple spirit 
creatures. They're, uh, you know, like within, like, I don't know, somewhere around 15 feet. Uh, there's just a number of them, and they... Uh, Saul wants to know, <clears throat> do they have ears? They glow a little bit. Um, but if you take a good hard look at them, they're like translucent devils. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like pointed ears. Not pointed ears. That does horns, look good. Purple, well, of course, to a psychopath, I guess <laughs> it's true that it, it would look good. So Saul's not a psychopath. They appear all you around. take it back. <laughs> these spirit creatures, uh, many of them, more than you can count in a quick sweep, appear, and they are like fluttering within a 15-foot radius all around him. They're around you, Kjorg, and they're around you, Saul. This is great. Hurt. Okay. And that's all he's going to do on his turn that, that's going to take up all of his time. Saul, it is your turn, and as he summons these creatures and you're kind of like ducking up from behind the cart, mm-hmm. uh, one of them reaches out and grasps you by the shoulder, and you need to make me a wisdom saving throw. We know Saul's not the wisest person. That's a six. Total. That's a six. That is a failure. Okay. This thing reaches forward. It grabs your shoulder and you hear this shrill cry in your ears and you feel the life just being drained out of you and you take 12 damage. You die. Are you serious right now? I kid you not. I thought we were friends. (laughs) Who? (laughs) True. (laughs) Okay. I have six HP. You just got wrecked. Uh, but you do get to do... You still have your full turn. That's the first thing that happens when you start your turn here around these guys. What do you do? Mm, I want to... I'm like... They're still within a good... You know, they're all around you within 15 feet of him. So, does Saul know that, like... I don't know the spell. I'm just going to leave the, the area? Like, I'm going to... Get away from the things I, that I'm just tried to kill get you? Get away from the things that tried to kill me by heading towards Mr. Magic Man with my venomous dagger. Well, you can't do that. I can't. They are surrounding him in a 15-foot radius. They're surrounding him? Yes. They're all around him. What happens if I throw my venomous dagger at him? You can throw it, and it'll have the same effect, but you'll have to go get it Uh, later. And also, you have to use an action, isn't that correct, to make it venomous? Yep. Okay. That is true. Um, okay, so give me the layout. There's a horseman behind the wagon. There's two horsemen in front of it, and there's a there, wizard guy over there. Yeah, there's a horseman kind of circling around back behind the wagon. Two of them are still gathering their bearings, drawing their weapons in front of the wagon. There's him off to the side of the wagon, brackling the tree, cured on the, on the wagon. Mm, this is not good. Not good. And all around you, Kjorg, and that guy are all these purple creatures. Okay, so... I want to do a couple things. So, okay. what I want to do, uh huh, I want to use my action to coat my dagger. Okay. And then I want to head not, I'm not going to him by mm-hmm. no means. I want to like okay. go towards the tree that brackles in like okay. into the woods. Sure. With my all of my move to get over into the woods. Okay, you want to use the dash? Yeah. Because that'll let you go up to 60 feet. I'm going to dash into the woods uh-huh. and then I'm going to use my cunning action to hide. Okay, well, then you don't dash. You run 30 feet, use your cunning action to hide. That's what I want to do. Okay, that's fine. Roll me a stealth check. Okay. Lord, I'm doing terrible. That is an 8 on the dice, so it's a 12. Okay. Head into the woods and hide. All right. All I do. Not a solid thing to do. I'm just checking. Okay. You just see the smoke flare up of his cigar as he's like, you know, I'll say this. drops it. You're, you're pretty certain that the, t- the guys on the horses mm-hmm. don't aren't they don't see you. Um, Wizard face is still the guy that just did that crazy spell. You're not sure if you were able to get out of his sight before he saw where you went. Cool. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Yep. 
one of the horsemen, he gathers his bearings, he has his weapon drawn, a long sword, he pulls it out, he turns to his horseman friends beside him, and he says, we can take these fools, come on. And he charges forward toward York. Of course he do. I forgot to do something. What? I should have rebuked him. Well, it's too, too late. late now. It's Good job. Late. Good job. So as he's doing so, he charges toward you, and he is going to try and hit you with his sword. I said long sword. It's actually a two-handed great sword. Keyword, try. He's rushing towards you. What's your AC? 16. That's a hit. Mm. How's your HP right now? Cool. You take 11 damage. So he comes running past you, and he swipes down with his great sword, and he hits you right in the shoulder with it, and it digs in pretty good. All right. After he does so, the other two that were standing next to him on horses, they're going to charge forward too. One of them is going to go into the woods and look for Saul, the one that ran that way. Mm -hmm. The other is going to rush at Kjorg. The one rushing at Kjorg, he comes barreling toward you, and he hits you Ow. with his sword for five damage. The other one, he goes barreling into the forest, and I'm going to roll a perception check here. Okay. I need both Brackle and Saul to roll stealth checks to stay hidden. I'll try really hard. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. What was it, Saul? It was a 17 plus okay. four. So that's a 21. And Brackle? 20. Wow. Guys, listen. Mm, y'all ain't seen I me. rolled a 19. No way. Yes. You're not. A, you're a liar. And both of y'all beat it. Ha! He has a plus zero to wisdom. Mm. I rolled a 19 on the die. He's so dead. Y'all are lucky. He comes barreling into the forest, but he spends his entire action running around trying to find someone. And actually, he's going to run right past your tree, Alan, as it is your turn. Okay. So so who is that again? Just remind me. He's just one of the guys on the horses. Okay. Where's the wizard? He is still over there standing beside the cart. Okay. I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. Ooh. That's a bonus action. Okay. And now I'm going to shoot at the wizard with my Vigilance Bow. All right. 19. That's a hit. Okay. So... Hail of Thorns says next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, this spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effects of the attack, the target of the attack, and each creature within five feet of it must take it, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. There is one guy within five feet of him. Okay, so they both have to make a saving throw. Okay. Now, I'm going to roll damage for my regular attack. Okay. This will just be the wizard. Yes. And it is a... Where's my plus? It's a seven. Rolled the same thing as before. Okay. The wizard's rolling. Oh. He rolled a ten. Uh, my save is twelve. What is this wisdom? A dex. Dex. Let me check his dex. Check that Pokedex. Oh, he rolled a twelve. Oh. Uh, so the, the other guy is okay. Okay. So they take 1d10 damage, and I rolled a... Zero, which is ten. Okay, do on a fail on a successful does he take half damage or no damage? On successful he takes half. Okay. So the one that was driving on the cart who is scrambling trying to get a weapon off the back of the cart, he kind of just gets splash damage, a little bit of it, and they just stick in his back and he lets out a cry. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the uh, the guy on the ground that you've shot with your arrow, the arrow goes flying toward him and it actually manages to get like 
right below his neck and he kind of lets out a scream and about that time those thorns that like burst out from it or however that works they just clutter up his throat and he oh. sinks to the ground dead Ooh. which guy killed the, the one that was doing spells wizardy when he does, Thank all you. those purpley creatures let out a shriek and disappear. Thank you. And all my health comes back. Nope. We win. But it is now Kjorg's turn, and I do want to point this out, just a little peek behind the curtain. Kjorg was going to take 3d8 damage at the beginning of his turn. Yeah, it Grackle hurts. Grackle just saved you from it. It hurts a lot. Like, really a lot. Like, Saul ran away and didn't say anything. Let's <laughs> yeah. point out that Saul said nothing. It was bad. So. I just want to say, uh, I still have a movement. You do. And for that, I am going Mm -hmm. to blank-faced, draw another arrow, and knock it. Okay. (laughs) That's your your movement. That's move. That's move. All right, so. See what you did there. Kjorg. Kjorg. There's one guy on the cart with you who was scrambling for a weapon. There's one guy on a horse turning around heading your way. There is. A horse in the woods with me. There's the one guy on the horse that hits you, and there's a guy on the horse in the woods with him. There were five guys total. One has been killed. Wow. There's more so guys there's one on the were. cart with me. Yes. One close on a horse. Yeah, the one that hit you a second ago. One in the trees on a horse. And, and that's all that's pretty close, right? Yeah. The guy that hits you and the one that's on the cart are the two that are next to you, close enough to hit. Okay. So, is the guy on the cart the one that I almost know he's not? I'm going to try to hit him with my mace. Which one? The one on the cart. Cart guy? Yeah. Okay. Horse on the cart. Let's do it. Oh, natural 20. It's a natural. Did you roll a natural 20? He rolled a natural I 20. Sure oh, man. You should have hit the guy on the horse. I should have. This is, this is <laughs> going to be different, okay? Because you rolled a natural 20. When you roll a natural 20 on an attack roll made with this weapon, the target takes an extra 2d6 bludgeoning damage. A nuke goes off inside their head. Plus your weapon damage, plus your extra critical damage from being an orc, plus... Gee whiz. No, that's it. Is there any Just point? Kidding. Are like, you sure? I mean, I mean, just... He could add a 20 in there just for fun. I mean, you can... Go ahead and roll it all. I want to see what you got. Savage attack. That's part of the ratio. That's what you're talking Yes, your savage attack, you get what? So, 4d6? Okay, so yeah. One, two, three, four d6s. Yeah, you better respect the Holy crap. Roll roll all ones. What you got? He's doing math. 13 plus 4, 17. Okay, 17. All right. How does it look when you kill this fool? Golf club slowing. After I've just been hit a few seconds ago... I'm pretty angry, so I like raise the thing above my head with both hands. Yeah. And come straight down like I'm just going to crush this. So you just like watermelon crush his skull? His spine. His spine. Oh, man. You, your mace like sinks into his back and he just goes completely limp. Yes. Ragdoll. And I mean, you have to tug your mace out. Ooh. It took it real good. That's yummy. Are you doing anything else on your turn? Well, I could. Could action surge? I could do that. It's up to you. You've got your full move and a bonus action. It's up to you. I'm going to do it. All right. Action surge? Yeah. All right. Trying to get to the guy on the horse? Yes. The guy on the horse has turned around, and he's kind of like coming back in your direction. You're standing on the cart. How do you do this? Okay. So the guys are coming back towards the cart. Yes. From behind the cart. Yes. Sword in hand. And yeah, I want definitely want to jump off the cart. All right. You want to kind of hop up and jump off the cart, try to hit him? Yes. All right. Roll me an athletics check. Oh, we know Georg's athletic. No, I'm not. Uh, well, it was a natural one. <laughs> it's either all the way at the top or all the way at the bottom. Okay. Can't have both. That's okay. I was going to use that to determine if you'd rolled high enough, I was going to give you advantage in the attack. But you got no advantage. Instead, you got disadvantage. Oh, boy. So roll me two 20s. 17. 
19. Oh! That's, I mean, oh. you hit. You're gonna hit him, so roll it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, man. If you, did, if you had advantage, that would have been a critical. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll it. Oops. Nine. There you go. Bam. No, wait. What did you roll? A six? A five. Oh, okay. I thought it was a six. Sure. Okay. So, non damage to that guy on the horse. All right. Oh, yeah. So, you jump off and you don't get as good a jump as you'd hope to. So, you actually bring your mace down like on his leg. But when you do, it actually manages to tug him to the left. And I'm going to make him roll a deck save. Eh, he does okay. To try, he, he manages to hold on to the horse to keep from falling off. So, that is it. That's the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. Saul's turn. Saul's it turn. It is Saul's now turn. Saul's turn. Saul is like, <gasps> like freaking out in the woods a little bit. Okay. And then he notices that horse come by. Okay. And he he already coated his, his dagger in like poison. Yes. And so he's gonna he's gonna like come up directly behind this guy and try to shove it into the small of his back. Okay. Like roll it. Sneak attack. Got you. Got it. You have surprise. Ooh. Didn't you take the assassin? No, you didn't. You no. took uh, trickster. Go ahead. That's a whopping. Eight plus five. Thirteen. Thirteen. That'll do it. Ooh, yeah, boys. I do one D4 plus three. Okay. Get him. First, which is three, so six. So six damage. and Plus then my sneak attack. He, okay, roll your sneak attack. Which is... Where'd you go, sneak attack? 2D6. Okay, roll. Oh, that's 11. Plus the original six? Yep. Okay, he's dead. Oh, okay. So <laughs> He you... didn't even get a constitution save. No, he didn't. We'll just say that that poison was particularly potent, mm -hmm. and when you stick it into his back, you actually hit one of his major arteries, Oh yeah, and it pumps it just right into his heart, and he immediately grasps his chest, falls off the horse dead, Okay. and the horse kind of runs off of that. I'm going to use half of my move to cut off his ear. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say a mo bonus action. Okay. Bonus action, you can cut Take off his Take off ear. his ear, and okay. then with, with my, uh, my roguish, uh, my true bonus action, mm -hmm. I'm going to hide again. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're wanting to do here. Um, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. We'll call the ear a free action. I mean, it's really inconsequential anyways. Yeah, it is. But it's not, though, because What's I got another stealth? ear. It's a four, so 16. It's a four? Plus four for stealth. I got rolled a 12. Okay, there you go. Now I was. Now we got our maths. Plus four. Okay, 16. Uh, 16. That's why I play D&D, &D, so I can learn how to do math. <laughs> okay, you're hiding. Yeah, I am. Okay. And with that, it is now the guy that uh, Cure hit. Actually, he's going to kind of pull up on his horse, and now that his leg is damaged, he kind of hops down. He's having trouble controlling the horse, so he kind of hops down. He says, you hit pretty hard, big guy. Let's see what you can do. And he comes at you with his great sword. Oh, boy. The oh, first man. one, he swings wide, and you're able to kind of duck under it, and it misses. The second one, he comes back around again with another attack. Ooh, this one is going to be a hit. Ow. And this one is going to hit you for, oh, snap, crackle, and pop. You did, Charles. 12 damage. 12 damage. These guys hit hard. So. How you doing? That would bring me to zero. Would it really? Unless I use Relentless Endurance. Oh, which you have that Rachel feature, right? Yeah. What does it do? What does it do? What does it do? Instead when of dropping to zero. zero hit points, but not killed outright, you can drop to one hit point drops instead. Drops to one, yep, instead of zero. What does that look like? Very painful. <laughs> it's basically like he starts to lose consciousness, but he just kind of grits down, shakes it off, and pulls himself together with one hit point. Cork is just too dumb to pass out? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Okay, so there was the one guy on his horse 
that first ran at you, saw and missed. He comes barreling back around and he takes off into the forest because he saw you run in there and he's looking for you. So what was your stealth check at 16 last time? 16. I'm gonna, 16. He does not perceive you. Saul's a sneaky sneak. Okay, but he is going to trot right past you, and as he does, you're going to have an opportunity for a opportunity attack. Ooh, I'll, I'll, I'll opportune my attack. Ooh, I guess I'm using my Venom Dagger again? Yeah, but probably without the poison. Yeah, no poison. It goes away after first attack. That's mm-hmm. a 16 plus 5. Okay, that's a hit. So that's another 1d4 plus 3. All right. That's a 2, so 5. All right, so as he comes riding past, you stick your dagger into his back, and he lets out a cry, and... Believe it or not, you actually managed to kill him with that stab. Is so that the last one? Must have been in the back of his Except neck. Except the one that's fighting me. Oh, that right, I think, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So when this guy falls off the horse, man, like mm-hmm. you just see, you just see Saul's just grinning ear to ear. He's about to get another ear. Okay, so you're about to entertain yourself with this dude's ears, Brackle. Yes. There's one man still standing. I will fire an arrow at him. Roll it. We just murdered everybody, and we're supposed to say get information. Saying. Was 23. Saying. <laughs> the t- uh, 23, let me think. Um, wait, let me ch- I need to check my stats. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, what a, a hit. surprise. Yep, everyone's dead. Believe it or not, that's a hit. Wow, this dude's got a high AC. This is bad. We just They're probably good people. Yeah, it's some villagers. Seven. Seven damage total? Yep. You have rolled seven damage three times in a row. Seven, seven, seven. Perfect. Yeah. Perfection. In fact, I've you hit the jackpot. used different dice to try to change it up, but... I keep rolling a three. Well, you know, hey, it is what it is. Interesting. So, you sink an arrow into his back. He lets out a cry and spins around trying to see who shot at him. Give me a stealth check to see if he sees you. I'll give you a stealth check to see if he sees me. 18. He also rolled an 18, so I'm going to say he does see you. There's a man in the tree. You've been spotted. Well, I just glare. He yells out, there's a man in the tree, as he looks around and realizes that all his friends are dead. <laughs> and I mean, he might not know about the two in the woods. That made him not happy. So I, I shout to him, give up. <laughs> <laughs> give up. Never. And he turns with a smiling gleam, and Kjorg, it is your turn. Is it? It's your turn. Almost dead, Kjorg. Kjorg, you're looking, you feel rough, but, you know, you're I also angry. dead. He's got that sword, like... Like, I feel really dead. He, like, sliced you big time. Yeah. Do a medicine check. Where did he slice me? Across the chest. Yeah. Ow. Right in the front. This big gash. Oh, right in the front. Full frontal cutting. You do have your second wind. I know. I was about to say. Might. I mean, there's probably not going to be a better time. The only person holding this fourth edition stuff over here. Mr. Second Wind. (laughs) Yeah, boys. I think I'm going to do that because I'm feeling pretty dead right now. So 1d10 plus your level. So 1d10 plus 3. 7. Okay. It's a 7. 7 damage. Altogether. Altogether 7. Okay. You get 7 more hit points. So what's your HP total right now? 8. You only had 1. Okay. What does that look like? How, how do you how do you use that? What's, what do you do? You go into a barbarian rage. <laughs> I am a barbarian for 2 seconds. Okay. 2 seconds of barbarian. Now what? Attack. Now. Kiss him lightly on the forehead. Let's be friends. And let him know he's going to die. Well, we are trying to get information, but... This guy almost just killed me, so I'm not thinking about that. Well, yeah. Kjorg's kind of thinking. I'm not going to think about it anyway. Yeah. He's yeah. pretty dumb. He's pretty dumb. He's not dumb. He's just no, he's single-minded. He's, he's dumb. So I want to crush his face. You remember that time that he thought that the other horse was better than the war horse? What's that? So let's say 17. That's his miss. face being crushed. 17 is miss. Darn. What? Come again? So you summon your inner strength. You take a deep breath. 
and you just gain all that you've got to charge at him, but when you swipe, you hit him, and it bounces him back, but it glances off of what you can see now to be a full plate armored chest plate. And, you know, it knocked a little bit of the air out of him, but he bounces back okay. And now, Darn. it is Saul's turn. Yeah, it is. I'm hitting the woods. Yes. Mm, I'm going to go and... I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'll cut that ear off that guy in front of me. I'm gonna okay. Take a couple big puffs of the cigar, and then I'm gonna stealthily go into range mm-hmm. of the other guy on the road, and I'm gonna try to sling a dagger into the side of his head. Okay, roll it. Oh yeah. That, my friend, is a fourteen total. That's a miss. I'm gonna miss. You miss. I totally miss. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Okay. He's gonna have a dagger like whistle across his side of his face, and, he, and he's gonna hear Saul over in the bushes somewhere, and be like. <laughs> Peasant, missing. Gosh, what's wrong? You know, just totally frustrated. Yes, you missed. Yeah, he, he missed and stays hidden. Okay. The big guy steps up and he is going to come at you again, Kjord. I love it. With a double swing of his I great really, sword. I really, really want to die. He rolled a natural one. Yeah, boys. Yeah, and boys. because of that natural one, he is not going to get to accomplish his second attack. He comes at you That's with right, his great boys. sword. But when he does, he didn't realize that when you hit him with that mace, it kind of dented his chest plate. Mm. And when he goes to turn, it kind of like resists his swing and he misses. And when he does, his greatsword actually sinks into the wood of the cart and he's having to try and pull it out. And Brackle, this is what you see as your turn rolls back around. This is your time to shine. Shine, Brackle, shine. Shine from the shadows. Shine bright like a diamond. I will... Pull back my bowstring. Okay. He's going to do it again. And a, <laughs> do it again. a moonbeam glints on the metal of the arrow tip as I release. Of course. It's murderous intent. Murderous intent. You release. And I roll a 12. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Murderous Man, intent. Man, it looked good, but you release the arrow right as he swings and his head dips just enough that your arrow breezes over the top of his head. I rolled a three. <laughs> There you ah. go. Them threes ain't going to work on this guy. Oh, this guy, he's a big guy. Kjorg. Apparently so. That's going to be bad. You have advantage on the attack roll. Dude has his sword stuck into the side of a cart, and now is your chance. Make it happen. To make a advantage. Attack. You don't even know, want to know what's about to happen. I want to know. Well, this is going to be it. a critical hit. I want to see it. 19 or 20. Roll it. Feeling? What was that? <laughs> That's a five. All right, roll it again. That's also a five. You rolled two fives <laughs> two plus fives. what? Five? That, that was not a critical hit. Plus six. Okay, plus six. So you did great, kid. You swing at him, but man, you are a lot more tired than you thought you were. I almost died. Yeah, it takes your breath and you kind of stagger and stumble and kind of regain your footing and it is Saul's turn. Saul is going to, he's had it. He's going to dash out. I want to get behind this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can get some advantage here with Jorg being on the front of him. Um... Yeah, I'll say that you got advantage. I'll say that you can come up around the same time while he's trying, while he's about to pull as I'm broad, running broadsword out, as, great sword. As soon as I get behind him and my daggers are coming up, and I'm going to try to stick it, my dagger venom in his neck, like I'm going to say yield or die, and I'm still, I'm still going to plunge it, plunge okay. it straight in, like that's going to happen. Roll it. And that first one was an eight. Okay, that's not a. What's that's, that? That's a nineteen. That is a hit. Yeah, it is. <gasps> roll a lot of damage. Roll please. me that damage. I need. Well, it's a I only get one d four plus three. Yeah. Roll four. You did. I rolled a four. So minus seven damage. Seven damage. Okay, you stick a dagger in his neck, but man, those muscles are thick. Are you serious? Oh right now? Yeah, it hurts him, but now that you get up on this guy, he lets out a cry. 
but it just seems like it's really ticking him off more and more. I should have saved the venom. And as you stick him in the neck, he he like jerks and pulls the sword right out. And Brackle, it is your turn. Great. Don't miss. I'm going to do the thing I did before, but this time I want to roll better. (laughs) Okay. All right. I did it. Okay. It's a 23. A 23 is a hit. Roll that damage. Now I'm going to roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah. Ooh, and I finally didn't roll a three. What'd you roll? (laughs) I rolled a six. Okay, plus... Four. Okay, so ten damage? Ten damage. All right, you sink an arrow into his back, and he really lets out a cry now. And when you do, he sinks down to one knee, and he takes a deep breath, and he goes, Who are you idiots? Your father. Jorg, it's your turn. (laughs) Jorg's the one who gets to respond. I yell, We're the loyal to Branshire. He is going to spin around and swing at Saul with his first attack. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You're going to die, and then I'm going to die. This is about to happen. With disadvantage, right? <laughs> no, but he doesn't need it, I don't think. What's your AC? My AC is only 14. Yeah. Well, his attack roll was only a, well, what is it? <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, it's like a seed roll of seven. So he missed you. That's so good. So he spins around and swings at you, but you duck under his swing. And he turns around and swings at Kjorg. What's yours? It's a, it's an 18 hit you? Yes. Okay, so he hits you. This is gonna hurt. Out. For seven damage. Whew. Are you still up? I've got one HP. <laughs> <experience for> <laughs> Again. Okay, man, you are cut up. He is slashed you. see those, slashed the, you. the darkness on the edge of your vision. All the scars. <laughs> and he says, we had a job to do. And I intend to finish it. And now it's your turn, Kjorg. Mm. I'm gonna... Finish it for you. (laughs) So, yeah. He just hit me in the chest again. Yeah, you're dying, bro. I'm about to die. Kill him. Kill him again. So. Mace of smiting? Mace of smiting. That's a 23. That's a hit, sir. What'd you roll? 17. Oh, okay. Got skills. That's a hit. Five damage. Five damage. Okay. You hit him like in the face? Sure. Okay, you bring the mace down and crash it into his face, and he spits out a tooth and just brings his head back up. He's looking dizzy. He's looking rough, but he's just like, wasn't supposed to be this way. And uh, Saul, it's your turn. Saul, bow to me, peasant. Surrender now, and I won't take your ears as trophies. Do you do an action, or you want a response? Uh, I'm giving him enough time to respond as my dagger comes around his throat to do a little slicey slice. He looks back at you. He spits out some more blood. He says, do your worst. He didn't just say that, did he? He did. He didn't just say that? He did. Oh, I hope this is an You're going to roll one? (laughs) Oh, it's a 10. Total? Uh, Plus my venomous dagger. Okay. Plus five. It's a 15. Okay. Well, I'm going to, that's a miss, but I'm going to say that since he's literally on his knees in front of you, Mm -hmm. that you have advantage. So roll it again. Okay. Got to beat a 10. Got to beat a 10. I rolled a 15, so that's a 20. Ah, that is... An unnatural 20. Enough to do it. Ooh. I roll a d4 plus 3. Yes. That's a 3 plus 3, 6. 6 damage. All right, you kind of bring your dagger down, stick it into the other side of his neck. No, wait, wait, wait. If I'm not going to kill him, like if it's not a killing blow, like I can't actually slice his throat, maybe I just miss his throat and I want to like grab like one of his cheeks and like tear that cheek is what I want to do. Oh, man. That's rough. He, He told me to do my worst, so I want to. So you like paring knife cut his cheek open? Yes. When you do, he screams, man. He is he, he is screaming. Saul laughs. And he is he, laughing. He digs deep and he comes up swinging at you. Great sword in hand. Bring it on. 
He rolled a 26. Does that hit you? Uh, no, that is not. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a 26. That's a 24. No, that still doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, he hits you for 10 damage. I hit the ground. He brings his great sword up swinging. You try to stagger back, but he just cuts right into your chest and blood squirts out and your eyes roll back in your head. You lose consciousness as you thud, smack the ground. And he is he goes to pull himself back up and he says, See, I can do this. And he turns on you, Kjorg. Oh boy. He's about to kill me too. Uh, I ripped his cheek. Twelve. All together? That's a miss. That's Laugh a miss. And you're catch lucky. Him by the, catch him by the heel of the you're sword. You're so lucky. <laughs> Roll to seven. Okay. All right, Brackle. Watch. It's, it's your turn. You're, uh, you're, I was going to say friend. Your acquaintance, Saul, that dude you know, he's on the ground unconscious. Kjorg looks rough, and this guy is bleeding from all over his body. <laughs> uh, There's blood. I'm going Just to... Just don't roll a one. <laughs> what I'm going to shoot at him with my longbow of vigilance. Okay. He rolls a one and shoots me. It's a 23. That's a <laughs> hit. Man, you roll a lot of 23s. <gasps> I rolled a 23 earlier, too. Uh, well, I rolled a 14, yeah. but if you add the 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does 8 damage. Rackle? Yeah. What's it look like? Oh, yeah, yeah. My arrow, as I draw it back, mm-hmm. a moonbeam glints across the metal <laughs> of the arrowhead. Yes. <laughs> the okay. camera kind of moves up <laughs> the, the shaft of the arrow. And it does a 180 to show the view, like, of my eye. Mm-hmm. I let go of the bowstring, and the camera follows the arrow while there's motion blur uh-huh. everywhere. Of course. And it strikes him right in the shoulder. <laughs> but, like, the part that connects the neck. Oh, I see. The top of the shoulder. Yeah. So it just sticks right in, and it actually hits in that lower part of his esophagus that you Ooh. can't see. And as it does, blood and air release where that arrow hits. That's gorgeous. He sinks down to one knee, his eyes kind of fluttering, and he says, Idiots. And then he just dust face down in the dirt, and you have killed the last enemy. Nice. But was he really an enemy, though? Was he, though? Guys, I'm dying. Guys, I'm dying. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Make Believe Heroes. Hope that you've enjoyed this little bit of combat that we've had tonight so far as Saul, Kjorg, and Brackle try to interfere with some of Braxton Tarek's goings-on. But let's take a short break here in the middle of all that action to cover a few things that we need to discuss here at MBH. We're now into March of 2019, and pretty soon we will be on the downward slope for Season 2. That's right. We're getting ever closer to a finale for this season. It's going to wind up being a few episodes shorter than Season 1. I think Season 1 capped off around 41 episodes, if you only count the main primary episodes, whereas Season 2 is probably going to wrap just a little under 30. So, getting close, getting close... Anywho, let's go ahead and take care of a couple orders of business. First of all, per the use, we want to give a huge shout out to DiceEnvy.com. If you have not gone to DiceEnvy.com yet and perused their extensive set of dice, why? Go to DiceEnvy.com. 
They have a great selection of metal dice, acrylic dice, and occasionally even wooden dice. They also do this wonderful dice subscription service where you can pay a small fee starting at just $5 a month and have curated dice sent to your doorstep on a monthly basis. Can you imagine new dice every month? And if you go and use that code HEROES, you get 10% off your order. I mean, seriously, what more could you possibly want? Go to DiceMB.com, see what they've got to offer, and let them know that we sent you. You should also go to BattleBards.com. I don't know if you know this, but BattleBards creates top-notch fantasy, sci-fi, RPG audio for you to use at your table. We use them on MBH. We have from the beginning. And those guys are just really doing some great work over there. If you're interested in going and checking it out, why not go ahead and throw down a few bucks for a month subscription using the BattleBards Prime sub and use the code MBHPODCAST for 15% off of that. I promise, if you bring that into your table, your D&D night is going to go to the next level. Trust me. Do it. So that's about it for this week. We want to keep it information light if we can this week. But before we go, we do want to give a huge shout out to one of you, our wonderful fans and listeners who've gone on to iTunes and left us a five-star review. This one comes from Dr. Rose Tyler. That's a top-notch name, by the way. Man, I miss David Tennant and Rose. Anyhow, this review is entitled Best Podcast Ever, Five Stars. I've listened to over five other D&D podcasts before this one, but this is by far the best. I just got caught up to the most recent episode two weeks ago, and it is so amazing when I get the notification that a new episode came out every week. You guys actually inspired me to be a DM. Anyway, your podcast is great, and I hope that Misk comes back soon. Keep up the good work. Wow, it is so awesome to hear that we inspired you to DM. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on that task of running a game and stepping out on a limb for all your friends to tell a story. And it's really encouraging to know that listening to us play our crazy game has inspired you to tell your own stories. So I hope that your DMing goes great. I hope that you continue to DM and play D&D as much as you can. And thank you so much for listening and the review. If you want to have your words read on our show, all you need to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you can, and leave us a five-star review, and we will read it live on the air. And you know, I'd also like to say that I really appreciate all the emails that we get on a regular basis. Rarely does a week go by that we don't get a number of emails that are very encouraging from the fans, and you all are just, you're the best. Thank you so much for all that you do to support the show. I'd also like to give a big shout out to a couple friends who've been helping out with some things behind the scenes. I meant to do this a while back, but I want to give a big holler to Mason, a friend of the show who has helped me with some editing. Jeremy has helped out with some edits in the past, but typically I do the vast majority of all the editing top to bottom for our show. That's changed in season two. Mason helped out with some pre-edits on a few episodes earlier this season, and hopefully he'll be able to do that some more in the future. And a huge shout out to Felicia, our very own MISC, who may be away from the microphones some right now, but she has been working hard behind the scenes, helping me with pre-edits for every episode. And I just wanted you all to know that a lot of work goes into this show. I do a lot of work trying to make it as best as it can possibly be. And I just want to say thanks to everyone that helps us out behind the scenes. So thanks, Mason. Thank you, Felicia, for all that you do. And that is enough from me. Why don't we get back into the action and see if our party can't discover anything useful from these villains? 
Saul's on the ground unconscious. Saul's dead. Kjorg is holding his guts in. Brackles <laughs> just hanging out of the tree. Right as rain. <laughs> Chilling up in a tree. Like tree time. 30 out of 30 hit points. <laughs> he has full hit <laughs> I mean, I would love to have attacked you. Tree for the win. But you were rolling boss stealth chicks, number one. <laughs> number two, when you do get spotted, the guy that sees you has an enemy on two sides of him. <laughs> So there was nothing I could do about it. I mean, I, nothing I could really do about it. Okay. All right. What do you do? I hop down from the tree and say, how, how, how are you two go- doing? <laughs> kind of kind of dust your pants off, whistle as you walk over. You hear Saul gurgling into the earth. Yeah. Like, Saul's, he's short of breath. Saul, I need you to roll me a death saving throw. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, that's an 18. Saul's okay. Saul's okay. You're doing okay. You're not currently walking toward the light or anything. But you are unconscious. You mean hearing my dad's voice? Yeah. Kjorg, you are breathing heavy and feeling really rough. <sighs> losing a lot of blood. Oh, my. Yeah, I need to stop I need to stop doing that. I need to stop flexing. Uh, can I stabilize them with a medicine check? You can try and stabilize Saul. You don't need to stabilize uh, Kjorg just yet. Okay. But you, you come up to check on Saul and try and stabilize him? I roll an 18. Oh, that'll do mm, it. Nice. That is, that's more than enough. Uh, Saul, you are stable. You're still at zero hit points. You are still unconscious, but you are no longer on the verge of death. Brackle, how do you go about doing that? I take some herbs out of my pouch. Of course. I chew on them. Right. Ooh. And make spit a them paste. Into his mouth. Yeah. And then kind of mush it up with some mush some uh, dirt to kind of, you know, yeah. kind of like you got to give it some texture. That's fun. And then I rub it. On the different wounds. It's chest wounds. And then wrap it up with some cloth that I take from somewhere nearby that's clean. So you rub some dirt on it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. There's some herbs in the dirt. Saul's breathing levels out. But he's he's still unconscious for, at the moment. Okay. Georg, I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. I'm about to die constitutionally. What? What'd you roll? 14 Oh, that's plus. good. You're fine. Okay. It's above a 10. You're holding together. You're losing blood. You're feeling dizzy, but you're still holding it together. Um, mm. But if you don't get some medical attention, you're not going to keep consciousness for very long. What can I do about that? Talk to Brackle. Brackle. So he's poisoned, right? He's not poisoned, no. He's just losing a lot of blood. Bleeding profusely. Oh. So I'll do a medicine check. Okay. To try to stanch the bleeding with a tourniquet. Okay. Roll it. I roll a nine. Total? Total. Mm, I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. Roll to assist, Georg. Roll Open me a d20. Cure. 19. Okay, that's good enough. I'll say that he can give you that plus one to get it up to a 10. So you manage to, him kind of holding the wounds together for you. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a big dude and these cuts are deep. But he manages to kind of like push it together and hold the blood in while you wrap it up. And you get him to the point that he's going to be able to stay up on his feet uh, or at least stay awake for the time. It cuts deep. Saul is still unconscious. Someone please. There are two horses attached to a cart. The rest of the horses have wandered off uh, and the cart has cargo in it. I inspect the cargo. You go to look at the cart? Yeah. Okay. Give me a one second please. I'm scared. I need to bring Saul back to life. Pull this up. There's a claymore on every side of the cart. Just logistically, do any of you have, like, healing potions? No. Do we, though? I don't. I don't know, do you? But do we? 
Do we? I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. None if of us any. asked for any before we left, even though we, you know, D and D and all, no cleric. Uh, I want to cast cure wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you know cure wounds? I do. Oh my god, he knows it. I'm looking at it right now. How he many does. spell slots do you? You have three spell slots. You've used one. Oh my gosh. So you go up, do you use Cure Wounds, or do you not use Cure Wounds right now? I'll use Cure Wounds. Okay, do you use it on, who you use it on? I think that you should tie the dirt around Cure, and then Cure Wounds all in front of him. It's like, it's like Brackle really likes to do things himself, but then when he sees it, it's kind of out of his control. He then does magic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I try to try to be rustic. Yeah. You're, you're succeeding. Okay. Uh, so I cast Cure Wounds on Saul, since he's zero hit points. How does it look when Brackle casts that spell? So he plucks a piece of grass from the ground, mm. makes it into a whistle, plays a haunting aria, and a moth, a beautiful shimmering moth, flutters from the music and lights upon Saul's forehead, and he is enveloped in... An ethereal glow. Wow. That is beautiful. What do, what do I roll? Do I roll or do I just get... He rolls it. You roll, roll. 1d8 plus your... You get 8. You get 8 hit points. Saul like wakes up. <gasps> oh my gosh. And he's, he that moss on his forehead and uh-huh. he, he instantly just like reaches up and squashes it against his head. Okay. Oh, That's sick. Gross. It vanishes into motes of light. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck did you do to me? You're healed. I, kind of. I still feel like something sucked my soul out. He stands up and he's like dusting himself off or whatever. He goes, ah, oh, this one's dead. And he walks over and he like starts just sawing off the ear of the big guy. First thing. First You're thing sawing the ear off of the big guy? Saul is sawing off the ear. He goes. Is he sawing or is he sawing? Saul is Both. sawing. He, he's, it's, it's incredible. As soon as he's done, I'm going to start looting that body. You're looting bodies? Oh, I'm looting that body. Okay, you're looting bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, Brackle, you go check out the cargo. I check out the cargo. You're checking out the cargo. You find some stuff. Okay. I'm gonna be standing beside him, holding right. on to life. Jorg, you're with Brackle. <laughs> yes. Okay. You find gold. Mm. Stones. Quick guess. You would say probably somewhere in the realm of uh, probably 150 gold pieces worth of treasure. Which, you know, that's that's not like a huge, massive amount of treasure, but it is nothing to sneeze at at the same time. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Sneeze at it. You feel me? I don't. So a lot of money to me. A lot of money. <coughs> Sorry, I sneezed at it. Yeah, I noticed Bless that. Bless you. Kjorg, you're digging around through there. Kjorg, I need you to roll me a D100. 34? Is that what that is? It's a 7 and a third. Oh, it's D. a... S- Oh, seven. Okay. Roll it again. What's that? Seven and a... Six. 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 Okay. One second. Oh, my gosh. What did you get? I got okay. the greatest items in the game. No, not the greatest in the game. Second greatest. Some pretty, pretty sweet stuff here. I got a cloak of invisibility. Okay. You find a... Uh, as you're looking around... You find this vial, this clear vial, and inside of it is this strange substance. It's black. It. It's black. 
Um, Beardless. Do you like take the lid off and smell it or do anything? Yes, I would like to smell it. Okay, it's it smells like oil. Ooh. It is a black oil. When you inspect it inside of it, you can see in the light of the lantern that's still burning there on the uh, cart, you can see that it's like glittering inside of it. Like, like there's like these shards of metal in it. What is this? Hmm. Saul walks up. Careful, careful, careful. Back away. Be careful. That could be poison. It's mine. It could be poison. Okay. You want me to inspect it and no. let you know what it is? I have magical powers. I, I, I can I can tell I you what it does. I don't want you inspecting anything. Fine. Peasant. And that is why. Is there, is there anything else in the cart? Brackle, you see this this going No, that's the only thing. Uh that and the gold. <laughs> but you actually find two of these vials. Yeah, boys. And Brackle, you inspect it. You all kind of take a look at it. Saul, why don't you roll me a... I'll take History or Arcana. Either one. Let's do Arcana. That's a 17, 18, 19. It's a 19. Okay. You see this, and it's something that you've seen before. I have. Yes. It's something that some of the mages that you used to have in your service have worked to create. And they had called it an oil of sharpness. Logistically, here's what it does. This oil can coat one slashing or piercing weapon... Or up to five pieces of slashing or piercing ammunition. Applying the oil takes one minute. Once you've applied it for one hour, just for an hour, for one hour, the coated item is magical and has a bonus to attack and damage rolls of plus three. Guys, I've seen this before. Damage plus three? Damage and attack rolls plus three for an hour. Plus three on damage and attack rolls. For an hour. It's got to be slashing or piercing though, right? I got It has that. to be slashing or piercing damage. Uh, That's like, cured. Listen, Brackle. This stuff, I know exactly what it is. You gotta dip your arrows in it. It'll make them be more powerful than anything this measly earth has ever seen. Because your arrows, let's be honest, they're a little crappy. But if you if you dip oh the boy. tips of them in here right before a battle, you're really gonna be impressed with what you can do. I already feel impressed, but I'll uh I'll give it a shot. But now Kyorg, here's the thing. It it's only good for, for daggers and arrows, so you're gonna have to give me that bottle. And I'm gonna try to do a uh, a check to convince him that, that I'm telling the truth. No, I'm gonna make you on a lie. On RP lie. it. It's only good for piercing. Or slashing. I'm not telling him that. Oh, okay. It's only good for piercing. You gotta piercing. have a you gotta have a dagger or you gotta have a bow and arrow. I do have a bow and arrow. Do you really? He does. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, let's see it. Okay. Why have you never used it? Arrow. I have. Wow, you sure. fool. You what do. are you doing yep. with your life? He has a long bow. I like to fight. I guess you have use for it. <laughs> I do. Here's the way we'll we'll play this out because the way the book does is this one vial is good for up to five pieces of ammunition. Or one weapon. But I would say there's enough in it for Alan to dip five arrows and you dip your dagger. Yeah, that's all I'm going to share. But you're not going to be able to dip your dagger of poison. I can't poison and dip? No, you can't double dip. I can't double dip? You can't double dip the dip. But what if the poison stays in it and it makes Brackle's weapons better or something like All of this is something that you can consider later because, I mean, you know that it has a limited time frame. So this is going to be something you'll decide like before a fight or... Yeah. You know, but this could be a big help in the right situation. But it takes it only takes one minute to apply it. Got it. But that's like impossible during combat because that's ten rounds. Got it. Okay. Are y'all looking any more into the cart, or are you? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna inspect everything. I'm gonna make sure that I search all the bodies. I'm gonna check the cart, um, empty pockets. Like if I if I'm getting any of their gold, I'm gonna put gold in their pockets and be like, hey, uh, you know, we could just turn this wagon around and ride off with all this gold. Brentshire saved! Hooray! We did it! 
I don't think that's what we were supposed to do. Well, of course not, but that's what we could do. You go to looking around, and you do find a bag in the back of the cart. A small bag. It looks very nondescript, like something you know someone would just carry around with them. You inspect it? Of course. Inside the bag, you find two things. First is a small potion. Mm-hmm. You take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a supreme potion of healing. I'm just going to pocket that. Okay, roll me a sleight of hand. That's a 17. Okay, I'm pretty sure that beats all y'all's passive perceptions, right? Yes. Brackle, are you keeping an eye on Saul? I am keeping an eye on everything at all times. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, roll me a perception check then. I'll let you roll it. Okay, I'll roll it. <laughs> it's, it's an 8. Okay, so you do not notice the potion. Uh, Saul... You pocket the potion, and the second thing that you find is a small rolled-up scroll, like a message. Okay. Pop it and read it. Okay. You unroll it, and inside it says these words. We have received your message. One hundred of our men will arrive on the final night of the festival as requested. We will send everything that is needed for the ritual. And at the bottom it is signed in a thick script, What was chained will be unleashed. Oh my gosh. Uh, Brackle? Uh, come here. Kjorg, I know you can't read. Brackle, come here. Uh, can't yeah. read. You need you need to check out this message. I'm pretty sure that we need to summon an army. Or, you know, uh, let's just take this gold and leave. Uh, Brackle, you go up. He hands you the message. I'm going to go up and pretend like I can read it. I read <laughs> the message. The message says, I'll read it again just for good measure. We've received your message. 100 of our men will arrive on the final night of the festival as requested. We will send everything that is needed for the ritual. And it is signed in the thick script, what was chained will be unleashed. So do I have any idea about what was chained? Not a clue. Whenever whenever they're reading this and the other one's faking reading this, I want to like turn around to the gold in the cart. And if there's a gold bar, I, I just want to drop it down my pants. When you read it, Brackle, um, <laughs> Kjorg, you're reading it. Were you trying to read it? I mean... You can read. I read it out loud. Okay, you read it out loud? Okay. Yeah. When you read the words, what was chained will be unleashed, you all get this unnatural sense of dread. Okay. Hard to describe, but like it's like when those words are spoken, it's almost like Voldemort. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was about to say. Whoa, 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 don't say that. Yeah, he must not be named. It's not exactly like that, but it's this cold chill. I think I'm getting You get a chill. Say it again. What are the words? What was chained will be unleashed. Okay, I'm going to wait a few minutes till it passes, and then uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to lean, like, after I stuff the gold down my pants. Okay. I'm going to lean towards Brackle and say, what was chained will be unleashed. Does it cause a chill? A little bit of one, oh, but man. less than the last one. Mm, it's really freaky, man. I think I'm getting the flu. I just want to say, I just want to say to both of you that, mm-hmm. that I know you don't understand what's going on, but I'm from hell, and I have these goosebumps all over my flesh, and that just doesn't happen. So, whatever that is... I don't want to be here. Like, we should just take this and go. Like, for real. I can build mm. a castle out of this. I think you belong where you came from. Hmm? Uh, 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 on a throne? Yes. In hell. Oh, I meant here. I can't I can't leave this place to that. What is that? That which is chained. What is it? I don't know, but it doesn't sound good. Well, of course it doesn't sound good, but, I mean, you really don't know? Uh, I don't, according to the DM. He does not. <laughs> Is that what Brackle says? I don't, according to the... Listen, man. I don't, according to the DM, which is the... Diminished memory? 
Yeah, let's go with that. I was I was thinking Dunshire instead of Branshire. I was going to say the Dunshire manual, but then I just lost it because it's Branshire. I tried. Maybe we should go back and ask the princess. You done Branshired? I don't get it. Yeah, let's go ask Brianna. So you all have decided to travel back to the base, correct? Where's the rebel base? But as you guys are kind of gathering yourselves and getting ready to head that way, you hear a shuffling noise from behind you, and uh, that weird cold chill you got oh man doesn't really compare to this feeling all of a sudden where your stomach just sinks into your chest as you whip around to look that guy that was casting spells earlier oh man he is up on his feet one of his ears is cut off one of his ears is cut off mm-hmm. he's cut to pieces uh-huh. uh, his eyes are glazed over and after a moment's look at him you realize he's not really standing actually it looks like his feet are just dangling like an inch off the grass. And he's just sitting there with his neck leaned over to the side and his mouth moves and it just says, What was chained will be unleashed. What was chained will be unleashed. And it's getting loud in your ears. What was chained will be unleashed. Shut up. I cut him. I sling I a dagger at his throat. I whip at him. That last time he said it just got real loud, like in your ears, like hurting your ears. Hard to hold your eyes open. Your ears are hurting so loud. What was chained will be unleashed. I'm hellish rebuking and him. One, you all just quickly, everyone just throws a, da- a dagger, <laughs> throws it, whatever, hits him with a whip, shoots him with an arrow. And when you do, it just cuts off and he just falls limp again. Okay. I just want to say, I've been in the Nine Hills. And that's like kind of what I woke up to every morning. But that's not supposed to happen up here. What are you doing? What is that? Why are we staying? Well, just take the gold. Just take the gold. Come on, Kjorg. You're the champion. You just won. We're done. Yeah, we win. Let's take this cart back to the camp. We're going to cut it right there. Things are happening. I'm sure you're all dying to know what's up with this unchained thing. But I guess we'll have to just find out next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow us on Twitter at MBH Podcast. Check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash MBH Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next Monday. Monday.